So let's uh, welcome in Kenneth Bocour, host of the EV Revolution Show on YouTube, who joins us now. Kenneth, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Hope you're well. I'm doing well, thanks, and uh, hope the same for you. Uh, give us your take as somebody who's uh, driving around uh, on the regular, uh, the CAA survey. Uh, do you feel unsafe driving? Is it on the rise? Because it certainly seems and feels that way to a lot of people, particularly the respondents to this survey. Yeah, you know, I would tend to agree if the degree of feeling unsafe, how you want to measure that. But, you know, I think it's just due really to the sheer lack of volume of vehicles that are out on the road. You know, our population continues to grow across Canada. A lot of people are, are migrating and moving to larger urban areas and, of course, outside those urban areas for affordability. So you need transportation to get around. A lot more cars and pickup trucks and SUVs on the road just creates a lot more things to happen. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, one of the things that are happening uh, regarding uh, cars, and we were joking about this uh, earlier this afternoon, earlier on the show, is that we couldn't believe uh, the headline we were reading, Kenneth, is that gas prices are actually going down going into a long weekend. As a matter of fact, they're uh, set to uh, drop uh, 11 cents tomorrow on Canada Day. Uh, do we know what's driving this? Yeah, so it's uh, Premier Doug Ford had made some promises earlier about cutting the gas tax. So it seems that that's what's going to come into effect tomorrow. Um, the, the government did introduce legislation a couple of months ago to lower that by 5.7 cents um, and uh, for per liter with the fuel tax as well, including diesels. And there seems like they're going to continue with that right until the end of this year as a way to, you know, just help out consumers during these high inflation times. All right. Having said that, though, uh, we are expecting gas prices to continue to uh, increase uh, well into the future because there's also another report out today, Kenneth, that is saying uh, these new clean fuel regulations that are taking effect, uh, that's going to cost us uh, at the pumps. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, gas prices are going to go up and down for the foreseeable future. This is to do, as you mentioned, Jeff, with the clean fuel regulations. It costs money in order to manufacture and make fuel in a, in a um, less carbon impactful way, manner, less pollution and less greenhouse gas emissions. So the uh, oil companies need to charge consumers for that. And there's estimates that it could go up 13 cents more per liter uh, by 2030, though, so that's within the next eight years. Now, I will counter that to say that I do hope that we do see significant EV growth within this decade as well to help lower the demand for fuel, which, again, could affect this uh, price estimation. That is a good point, but it certainly is uh, eye-popping. I know uh, refineries, uh, the big oil companies, they're saying that this could cost them upwards of uh, $45 billion for refineries and uh, fuel suppliers to uh, comply with the uh, clean uh, fuel uh, regulation. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that. And mm -hmm. Kenneth, when you talk about uh, increasing uh, EVs uh, on the roads, that was also uh, making some news the uh, past uh, week or so. And uh, there is uh, one group that is uh, actually calling for uh, Canada to uh, up its incentives to get to more and more of us Canadian drivers to make the switch to EVs. Yes, absolutely. It's something that we've been talking about for quite some time. You know, various other countries of the world and other provinces here in Canada do offer incentives for new and used vehicle purchases. Of course, we have the federal program, which is that $5,000 for a fully electric across the country and $2,500 for a plug-in hybrid across the country. So those incentives are there. But because the pricing, especially now with inflation, Jeff, 
price is actually creeping up. I mean, we talked about Tesla raising the prices a few weeks ago. Uh, we're seeing that on a lot of the OEMs struggling to try to maintain their profitabilities and having to increase pricing. So it seems like more incentives are required to help uh, consumers make that leap of faith and make that choice into an all-electric future. So, um, you know, there, there are calls on not necessarily the federal government, certainly the provincial governments to increase incentives. I mean, here in Ontario, we don't have really any large incentives to speak of. There is a used uh, all-electric car incentive of $1,000 and $1,000 on top of that. If you add an old uh, clunker gas car to the mix, there's a scrappage program. Uh, but most provinces across Canada have some sort of EV incentive program, and they range from $8,000 in Quebec to $5,000 in other provinces. All right. And this is uh, coming from uh, most notably the Canadian uh, Automobile Dealers Association. It's part of their analysis that was uh, released here. And uh, they're quite concerned. I know, I know and you and I have talked about this as well, that there's uh, so many models on the horizon uh, coming forward from the OEMs when it comes to EVs. But uh, are they uh, concerned that they're going to be out of the price range of uh, most Canadians and uh, hitting some of these goals and these targets that the federal government has uh, pledged uh, one of them, the first one, is that twenty percent of new passenger vehicles sold in Canada must be zero emission by twenty twenty six. Just how critical is it to get these uh, to get these incentives up? Do you think, Kenneth? Well, they're definitely certainly a major part of EV adoption, Jeff. I mean, that twenty percent is not an easy number to get to. I think last year, twenty twenty one, Canadians were somewhere around the five percent mark. So we've only got about four years or so to go fifteen percent. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it is when it comes to car sales. So EV incentives are one part of that. Also, I know there was talk about charging infrastructure, and as it continues to uh, the organization lobby the government to continue expansion of charging infrastructures, public charging infrastructures, because that will be key to uh, getting people to adopt EVs so that they can you know, feel safe in traveling and get that range anxiety out of the way. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that, because that's the other part of this analysis. You're absolutely right, Kenneth, is that more public uh, charging stations are going to be required and needed. Uh, do we have a sense of where we're at uh, right now when it comes to the charging infrastructure? Are we kind of on target? Are we uh, lagging behind to meet some of these uh, goals we just mentioned? Well, I guess it depends who you ask, Jeff. You know, I, I've said it before, and I'll continue to say that that home charging is something that is never factored into any of these articles or surveys that you hear about. It's all about public external charging infrastructures or public uh, slash privately owned as well, but they're all external. You know, about 90% of EV owners charge at home. So external charging isn't as worrisome as a lot of these articles and these uh, organizations are making it out to be. It doesn't mean that we don't have to continue to deploy uh, fast charging and level two and public charging infrastructure in Canada. We certainly do, especially to handle the growth of EVs that are predicted over this decade. But I think that the numbers that they're asking for are probably not necessary or need to be as high as they're asking for. Because again, the majority of EV owners, once you get your all electric, you learn to charge it at home, whether it's your 110 or you make the investment in a charging station at home, it pays that back in spades because of the fuel saving costs and everything else that's a benefit there. Okay, before I let you go, we got about 30 seconds, but I got a couple of emails that have come into my inbox as we've been talking, and they want me to ask you, Kenneth, am I better off waiting then to see if these are rebates, these incentives that go up? Is this something that might be retroactive if I uh, buy an EV uh, today and I find out six months from now I could have got $3,000 more off in incentives? 
Uh, it might be retroactive. I can't speak to that because it's the government we're talking about. So who knows what they'll come up with. But my answer is no, don't wait. Because of the shortages on everything, new vehicles, not just EVs, but all kinds of stuff, there are a long wait time. So my advice is if you're interested in an EV, at least put a, a not refundable deposit order in or get on a wait list somehow. All right. Good stuff as always. Kenneth, thanks so much for this. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great uh, Canada Day weekend. You have a great Canada Day weekend as well. There's Kenneth Bocour, host of the EV Revolution Show on YouTube. And we're back with the news update to the top of the hour next. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.